And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. And he says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. We worship today before a God who thought it was too small a thing to only be there for Israel, but actually his plan, his divine plan, was that his salvation through the Christ would go to the ends of the earth. And so we here get to worship the Lord our God, those who have been brought into his family, that have been brought into salvation, that have been promised life eternal. Let us worship God.
Will you pray with me? Gracious, living one, the Holy One of Israel, the light of the nations, today we give you great praise and magnify your name in all the earth. You who have brought those who are far near, you who, de who destroyed the dividing wall of hostility, the one who preached faithfully, the one who would go to a cross for each of us, who would raise to life, the one who said that we, the church, we are your light in the world. Lord, we ask now that this light would shine forth as we open scriptures and speak faithfully, that the words that we now share together as I say them, the meditations of our hearts here together, our collective amen to the witness of your word. May this be a light unto the world. In your name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. There was a one of my my uh, seminary professors liked to say that there's nothing new in the New Testament. <laughs> there's nothing new in the New Testament. And what she liked to mean by this is that the, the story of Jesus, and we already now are beginning in the, the birth narrative, that the story of Jesus is one of a taking the next step in time of a larger drama. And when Jesus comes, uh, maybe the way that Jesus comes was surprising and unexpected and, and, and magnificent, but the fact that Jesus came was no surprise to Israel. In fact, they were, they were awaiting such a person to be coming. We're going to look today in Luke 2, chapter, chapter 2, starting in verse 22. And we're going to see here this connection between what was, what is happening and what will come and, and how in the story of God, there is this, there is this movement <laughs> beginning back with Abraham of how God was covenanting, God was promising God had made a loving contract to be for Israel, but also through Israel, through being the God of Israel, all of the world, all nations, all peoples would also come into blessing. And through Jesus, we see come into the family of God, enter the kingdom of heaven. Let's read this together. This is Luke chapter 2. And we're going to find two people here. We're going to see that it starts off with um, Joseph and Mary going through the, the correct procedures uh, as faithful, faithful Jewish believers, faithful Jews, faithful Hebrews here as, as they take the boy, the young baby Jesus to the temple and Mary's going through the purification rituals that were, that were prescribed by the law of Moses. So they're following all the right, right ways of being faithful to God. And then as they're in the temple, as they're doing this, we're going to encounter two people. Luke 2, 22. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves 
for two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts where the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to the mother, Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then she was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong as he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Verse 25, consolation of Israel. Verse 38, redemption of Jerusalem. These are both what was expected to be happening. This idea of the, re of the redemption of Jerusalem and the consolation of Israel had been, had been poured into the hearts and minds of, of the Israelite people now for generations. For centuries, God had been promising the day in which this Messiah, this this, this amazing hero of Israel would rise up and the consolation of Israel would come or the, the redemption of Jerusalem, that day would finally come. And as, as Mary and Joseph, maybe you can imagine in, modern, in our modern minds, it'd be like parents taking their first child to get baptized and, and they're taking them to the church and you can imagine Jesus, you know, dressed in a really cute white, little outfit and they're coming in they're meeting with the pastor beforehand and they're walking into the sanctuary getting everything ready and as they're talking with the pastor going through what's going to happen the pastor's saying well you know if the baby cries and it'll be cute don't worry about it I tell parents all the time don't worry if your baby cries and right in that moment this this very precious moment of the parents being faithful and, and bringing the child to baptism and 
mentioned two elders in the church, one an older man, one an older woman. First, the older man comes up, and then the older woman comes up, and they start saying things that, that, are, that are amazing, marvelous, even hard to believe. In fact, the, the older man comes up and takes the baby, <laughs> takes the baby Jesus into his arms, and then begins talking about this baby being the great achiever of the hopes that Israel has had now for centuries, for generations, and says the words, through this Jesus now, the consolation of Israel has come. Imagine the thoughts pouring through Mary and Joseph's head. Imagine the thoughts and the reactions of, of the people that were there in the temple that day hearing everything. And, and Anna, it says, this other now older woman comes up to the holy family and begins it says she says it begins she gets talking to everybody in the temple who were looking forward to the redemption of jerusalem those people the faithful people in the temple that are are looking forward to that day in which this messiah figure would come this hero of israel would come now the words in verse 25 consolation of israel redemption of jerusalem would seem to locate God's blessing only upon a specific people. But that's, again, only if we're reading a part of Scripture. We can never only read one sentence of Scripture and pretend that it's in a vacuum. Take the larger narrative, and you see that God's plan is not only to be sending this hero for one particular group of people but let's reread now this this psalm this this prayer this this spontaneous song based on the old testament scriptures but there's nothing old about them because they're now living and present in verse 28 it says simeon took in his arms and praised god saying sovereign lord as you have promised you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. There's nothing more that Simeon needs in his life. Which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory for your people, Israel. Israel. As this is happening, as Simeon is saying these words, as Jesus is there being brought to the temple, the, this kind of center of gravity of Israel, the temple in Jerusalem, it would seem again that, that, that if it's a very narrow view, God was only looking to bless Jerusalem or Israel or the Jews. But also as we're reading this story, what is also happening right now? Who is traveling right now as we're reading this story? As, as you imagine Jesus there in the temple, there are these magi from the east who are right now making their journey to worship Christ. These magi from the east who are not Jewish, in fact, they're astrologers, and we'll get into this in a couple of weeks, but they're astrologers. That's like anti-Jewish. 
as the as as Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus to fulfill being religious for for the Jewish tradition God has already m- put into motion that these magi would be brought also to worship to enter into the story all this is happening in real time you see Simeon speaking of light for revelation to the Gentiles hopefully you heard the echo in the first scripture reading today in Isaiah 49 the promise there that indeed Israel was being positioned that this has been God's plan all along that Israel would be positioned to be a light into the Gentiles to be not just saved but a also positioned to be the saving of the world and this begins back in Genesis if you want to turn with me to Genesis 12 here we're gonna find an iconic moment in our belief and this is the call of Abram who would become Abraham but listen now to the call of Abram the Lord said to Abram go from your country your people and your father's household to the land I will show you I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you I will make your name great and you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you the Lord comes into the life of every person and now on the other side of Christmas each of us a light has dawned we talked on Christmas Eve about this spark that Jesus is the spark that we need in our life Jesus is not just the light that has already come and he's not just life already formed rather Jesus and described there in the first chapter of John Jesus is the spark of light the spark of life through him nothing that has been was created without him Jesus is the very spark of light and life and that's now promised for each of us but the clear plan of God from Genesis from the very beginning is that we would be blessed to be a blessing that's been the clear plan of God since the very beginning that that spark would come into our life so that that spark would flow to other people through us and that's through you individually and through us river of the valley through us the, the church the Greek word it's interesting the Greek word here in 25 for the consolation of Israel parakalesis is the same word that Jesus uses to describe the role of the Holy Spirit in your life he calls the Holy Spirit the paraclete same word the people of Israel were waiting for this moment in which this comfort this consolation this redemption all fine words to translate this word would come and now that it had come Jesus says okay I am that great comfort that great consolation I'm leaving now remember and what does he promise us the Holy Spirit who would come and be this continuing 
paraklesis in your life. So Jesus goes, but now the presence of God, the very presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is now this ongoing paraclete, this ongoing consolation, this ongoing comfort. Another way to, actually the way that the early the people during the times of Jesus understood the word paraclete, they, it was the word they used for a lawyer. It was the common word they used for a lawyer. So that this, Jesus says, I'm leaving, but this, this divine lawyer, this comforter, this advocate for you is now coming and is going to be with you nonstop, with you always. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit would be coming and would be with you nonstop and always. Simeon here in our Luke 2 story, it's interesting how this paraclete, this Holy Spirit is already being used. Sometimes we think of the Holy Spirit as only coming some, some, somehow after Pentecost. Look how the Holy Spirit is already moving in the lives of the church. There was a man called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. This advocate, this lawyer, this comforter, this, this consolation has been a part of the fabric of our existence always. And now Jesus has said that this same paraclete counselor, this counselor, this advocate, this holy lawyer on your behalf has now come and is with us nonstop with you, nonstop with us, nonstop. But to the point, not simply to be our personal advocate or our personal lawyer, but also, also, so that we can be a blessing to others. So that we can be a blessing to others, blessed to be a blessing. As Simeon is in the Holy Spirit, it moves him into a position to enter into the temple that day and to spread the good news that the consolation, that Jesus, that the salvation had come. And the same thing with this prophetess, Anna. As she is in the spirit worshiping, it says, all the time. She gets herself in a position to be a blessing to others also. That's how the spirit moves her, moves her into a position to be a super spreader of the gospel. That's what Christmas does for us. It should, each and every year, be this moment in which the church, in which you and I are galvanized once more, which we touch once more <laughs> the truth that Christ came so that we could be blessed to be a blessing, that we could become super spreaders of the gospel ourselves. The angels come to the shepherds, and what did they do? What did the shepherds do, Caleb? Right after they're told the angels come and they tell them about the good news of Christ being born, what do they do? It says they run back and they begin telling everybody what, what had happened. They become super spreaders of the good news. 
when people began to interact with Jesus, it says that, for instance, some of them, they would go and they'd tell people and the brothers and they would come and they would see Jesus. Very quickly, we find Jesus surrounded by thousands of followers and thousands of believers because when they came to know the truth of Jesus, they saw themselves as blessed to be a blessing. And we see here today that as Simeon and as Anna are brought into this story, Luke is telling us this has been the plan all along. This is connected with the story of God since Abram. You are blessed to be a blessing. As you enter into the new year, I guess the challenge of scripture today is that we have a willingness to be led by this Holy Spirit, by this, by this paraclete by this advocate or this lawyer, by the one who wants to speak for us and through us. I guess the challenge here is, is that we would be willing to be led by the Spirit like Simeon. Now, we would also put ourselves in a position to be led. So you see Anna here says, let me read this again. She never left the temple, but worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. No doubt that type of, of pious life is what put her into that position to be so so filled with the things of God that she could recognize the things of God when they came. I guess I guess the challenge today as we read Simeon and, and, and Anna as we see that this is God's movement since since Abraham and, and moving forward now into the church today and the, the Gentiles being brought in, I guess as as we're being blessed by Christ, the challenge is to now also be that blessing. And I, I'm saying intentionally that we would be willing to be led. Sometimes we think of, of being a blessing to other people. We get too intimidated or, or overwhelmed by the idea because there's so much to do or, or to say, or we're intimidated by the idea of, of being, <laughs> being a super spreader ourselves. So instead of the challenge being do it on your own, that's not scripture-based. The challenge of scripture is that we, like Simeon, would be led by the Holy Spirit. The challenge is, like Anna, that we would put ourselves in a position to be a worshiper, to be one that is seeking God, and then let things happen. Your role in this is to, to seek the kingdom first. Your role in this is to cultivate a life of prayer first. And your role in this is to be willing to be used by the Holy Spirit. So when that time comes, when the prodding comes like Simeon to go to the temple, I guess the challenge here is in the start of this new year, are you going to go to the temple? When the prodding comes, are you going to, when you have the news that someone's in in a hard situation, you have that prodding to call the person. Are you going to call them and talk to them? When you know of someone in need and, and you have that prodding, oh, maybe, maybe I should offer to buy them some groceries. The prodding comes. Are you going to do it? The Holy Spirit, the living presence of God, is with you now, today, leading you advocating for you and through you, comforting you and comforting others through you. He is the great consolation of your life 
and also through you, the consolation of the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this, this gift of the Holy Spirit, for this divine lawyer, counselor. Lord, thank you that you came first in, in human flesh to be our lawyer from close. And then as you return to heaven, from babe to cross to resurrection, that you never left us, but your spirit continues to dwell with us and in us. Lord, may, may you help us to be willing to be led by you as we enter into this new year. So like Simeon and, and like Anna, that we, the church, would be super spreaders of your gospel. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.